Hi, you are tuning into Media Soundwave. My name is Heather Cassidy, and today we are joined by Ali Crawford and Matt Kay, and they're the directors over at a great new club um, over in Wilmslow and Bakewell. And are you opening up in Manchester soon? We are, yep. So we've got one opening in between May and June this year, hopefully, fingers crossed, but um, it's in the pipeline at the moment to be our third site um, near Oxford Road. So for people that don't know about fitters, and today we're going to be talking about, I want to get to the bottom of how to strip body fat. I had a, a very heavy Christmas, and I don't mean with booze. I attacked the mince pies like something rotten, and it has not done me any good. Also, um, I'm a vegetarian now, which I, I've got my cap on, and I keep telling everybody about it like it's in the, the guidebook you have to do. But since then, I keep eating carbs. I am like a carb fiend, and I am piling on the weight, and I need to make sure, I'm going to come and see you guys anyway, but I'm going to make sure I strip the fat down and not just do a bit of getting bored on the treadmill because I don't have I don't have the attention span for it and I definitely don't want to go the following day and do the same so can you tell us a bit more about the history of fitism and what you guys do and then let me get my question answered I want to know how to strip body fat yeah, who's gonna all. who's gonna start <laughs> tell me about fitism um, so fitism as you've said we've got two sites at the moment one in Wilmslow and one in Bakewell and Derbyshire which was our original site um, and it all stemmed really from Matt, to be honest, who's been a personal trainer for the best part of 15 years now and had kind of a brainchild in that he wanted to create a better environment for people to train and actually enjoy it and also get some really good knowledge and results to kind of go forward and put into everyday life without it being too kind of extreme and strict and regimented, I suppose, and boring, like you said, jumping on a I treadmill. I get so bored in yeah. the gym. It's, so many people do and they come to us and they've done the same thing for so many it's years. my and hips expand. Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually the wrong type of exercise and Matt will explain a bit more about that in a moment. But in terms of our philosophy, it's about kind of getting people in and working with them as an individual to really encourage them to eat well, live well, train hard, but also enjoy life at the same time as well. Now I've been over to your facilities over in Wilmslow and had a little look round and you have classes like here and you have boxer size kind of classes. You don't have your treadmills and things like that. Can you tell me a bit more about the way that you guys do teach people to train? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, like Alice said, it's evolved massively over the years, like hugely. So we essentially, um, our average client comes in to drop body fat and to increase lean muscle tissue or, or in, in the basic sense, get in good shape. Getting so shorts for summer. That's it, getting <laughs> shorts for summer. Um, but essentially, they they need to do a mix of strength training, progress over a period of time, and it's important that that's suitable for them. And they also need to do uh, an element of cardio, and that could be a mixture of high-intensity cardio. And we do uh, different types of HIIT classes through boxing, through through cycling. So a range of different HIIT classes um, to kind of tackle the cardio side of things. Having said that, the w walking and steady state is actually a term that is really trending at the minute, which is the low intensity state cardio. Um, so it's got a place. For anybody place. that doesn't know what it is, is high intensity interval training. Did I get that That's right? It, yeah. I know yeah. I like the classes. Yeah. I turn up and I do that kind of thing. And I find that works best for me because they're not long. Mm -hmm. They don't take too many hours out of your day. As a businesswoman, you don't have that much free time. As a parent, you don't have that much free time, but you want to get fit as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, is that the way that you would suggest going about that then, through HIT or...? Yeah, sure. I mean, it gets you, f it gets you fit and it gets you in shape quickly. It's kind of a generalised way of getting in shape and it's more of a systematic approach, but for sure HIT is a plays really a impact. Oh, it plays a big part, yeah. I think really, for everyday really life part. as well, it's really important. Like it's you quick, said, for busy people, we run cl HIT classes, seven in the morning for people who are going to work, after school drop off, before school pick up, and then in the evening for people who are coming home from work, and just regiment it throughout the day like that, so that everybody can do it, it's half an hour, and 
I kind of defy anyone not to be able to get half an hour at least every couple of days, if not every day, into their busy schedule because we work, you know, early hours, late nights, and we still manage to squeeze it in occasionally. <laughs> so, what would you say? Obviously, you were just mentioning then low intensity training. Mm-hmm. So, where does that have a place then? So, in terms of the whole weight loss conundrum or the equation of weight loss, I guess there is like a hierarchy of what you need to focus on, I guess, to get to strip down body fat and get in shape for summer. So. I guess where that low intensity state cardio fits in is a little bit higher up. So number one is like your adherence, your behaviours and adherence. So will you actually follow a programme? That's number one. Will number you behave? Two, that's it. <laughs> will you leave the mince pies alone? That's it, yeah. And if you won't, that's fine. We're just going to fit it into the correct approach for you. And it is, there's a way Put of doing that. half an hour <laughs> into <laughs> That's it, yeah. Just like hammer it harder. Uh, but number two is nutrition. Like even before you get, go to that steady state, Food is absolutely fundamental and there's different ways you can tackle food, again, based on different people's mindsets. And then the exercise side of things, you can split it into three. So you have strength training, um, you have your high intensity cardio, and then you have the low intensity cardio that fits in there as well in different phases. So I'm going to come to you guys and I'm going to hold my hands up and go, look, I do need to strip body fat. This is why we've got you green. I want to know information and I know that people watching and listening in will also want to know the same ready for summer. So we're coming to you now and we're saying, look, I want to strip body fat. You've mentioned these things, but what is the order and what is the plan and what have we got to do? If you give me 90 days. 90 days? Yeah, that will be the best time. I'll get the, the, a decent amount of time to get in good What shape. can you do to me in 90 days? <laughs> what, what can be done? It all depends on your mindset, like Matt said. If you're coming, Take. like, if you're going <laughs> saying, I'm going to do absolutely everything you say, then we will get a body transformation. We'll pro- we promise that to our clients in 90 days. You can get a full body transformation in 90 days. Yeah, you can. I mean, we split the year into three lots, four, sorry, four lots of 90 days, get my maths right. Um, but there's effectively, if you have a 90 day period, you can spend a part of that period putting lean muscle tissue on. Okay. And then you can have a, a, a section of that period transitioning then to drop in a lot of body fat to then reveal your shape. Um, so it's not done overnight and no it is way. gradual steps no and way. you're not doing the same every day to get that result. Because obviously no, it does yeah. get boring, Changes. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you can get used to things and you're like, I like this and I can do it. But obviously then your body's going to get used to it. Yeah. Well, there's two components there. Your body gets used to it and mentally you've got to switch on all the time. So if something's really um, making you bored, you know, I could give you the most perfectly formatted exercise program in the world but if you don't want to do it because you're bored it's not the right program for you it's not the right so you've program. got to switch it up and change it for, uh, for yeah, so you start with lean then so we actually start with a, a process called shape okay so we start with a process called shape because there's actually it's impossible to develop lean muscle tissue and drop body fat at the same time so we actually start with a process called shape and then our second process is then called tra- uh, condition and our last process is called lean and they all last between four and five weeks. And what's the difference then? What kind of different exercises do you do at those different stages? So I guess what I, I guess a really important topic and a, and a point that a lot of females are scared of is um, lifting heavy weights. I like so, weights. Oh do you? See, That's I'm okay. Right. That's I don't right. like a treadmill. I don't like getting bored. To stand on a treadmill and walk for half an hour I'm going to be clock watching. I'm going to want to take my iPad and watch Netflix, and I'm going yeah. to want to get out about the 13-minute mark because there's no way I can get to 15. I'm just <laughs> going to be no. This is wasting my time. I've got too much to do. Yeah. yeah, I'm not meant to be here. I think I think a lot of women that once they've done weight training do love it because they see they a they see the benefits and b they they have that kind of response to it and they actually I can actually get good work. It's not that boring. <laughs> there we can be interested. Yeah. Matt's right in that a lot of people come to us who have never done it and they are a bit scared of it I yeah, but it's they have yeah. the myths of oh they're going to get bulky from it and Matt's going to explain that they're not going to get bulky 
Um, so yeah, so that's, that is the shaped face. They literally lift um, big weights and they try and put on lean muscle tissue. And when I say lean muscle tissue, we deliberately use the word lean and toning to make it friendly, but essentially what you're doing is putting t lean muscle tissue on. And that creates the shape, so the little caps on the shoulders, the shape in the hips, gives you the abs. Um, it's really important that the, the muscle tissue is built and developed, um, but that takes a certain weight. You have to eat to fuel that and you have to train to fuel that So response. what kind of, so we've got these 90 days going on. How many cheat days can you have in this 90 <laughs> days? I'm, I'm gonna ask the question we all wanna know. Yeah. Can I eat crisps? And if so, when? <laughs> so the answer to that is directly yes. Yeah. I can eat crisps. Yeah. yeah, you can eat it. You can, literally, you can eat everything you want as long as you measure it. So it depends what you're willing to do. So if you're willing to um, measure, and the number one factor is calories. So okay. essentially, if you're trying to strip body fat, you have to be in a deficit, which means eating below what you need to operate in a okay. day. Um, and, and you work this out for people, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's easy enough yeah, to yeah, work really out simple. how many calories you're meant to be eating. Really simple. I mean, when you initially track it, it's, it's a bit cumbersome, you've got to track it things, but once you've done it for a few days, you kind of figure out what it looks like, and then you don't need to track it anymore, you kind of just put it to one side. But then at the different stages, so obviously you've, you've said that within those 90 days, we break it down into three different categories because you can't do all the different things to your body at once. You need to do one bit to then do the next bit to do the next. Mm -hmm. It's a, a process. Yep, absolutely, yeah. So obviously, does your diet change within those process to match the exercise, or does your diet kind of, will teach you how to eat well, and then you kind of keep it along the same lines. How does it work? I mean, we're big believers in the long-term approaches, aren't we? Yeah. We, we, want to, we want to adopt approaches for the long, the long haul, um, and we give you the tools to be able to strip down different phases. To answer you, your question directly, though, yes, it changes massively. So the way that you eat in different phases changes. Okay. Um, in but the terms foods of didn't necessarily. The two, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The actual the food reasons more like I said, the measuring and. And you, you work closely you with people on that. Because yeah, I think if you've yeah. got a plan and you know what you're going to eat every single day of the week, it kind of makes it easier. It makes it easier when you go shopping that you know only to put certain things in. Yeah. And you don't walk around without a list and go, actually, throw that in, throw that in. I'll yeah. have yeah. some muffins that run off. Her. That's, that's my problem is when I don't make a list with yeah. what I'm doing. But also knowing what to eat, I think yeah. mm. that's such a thing. And also if you've been doing certain stages, you're like, well, actually, if I have a smoothie here or if I have avocado here, but I suppose if each stage is different, it's knowing, isn't it? It's, yeah, but also, also keeping it simple is so important. So, I mean, I think one of the problems actually with a lot of the Instagram Im images, you see these perfect like smoothie bowls and various other things. They're it very puts fattening, the, aren't they? They can, they can be all high in sugar. Yeah, they yeah. can be. I always thought they look really pretty, but they're not very good for yeah. me. <laughs> so, well, it depends if it, how it fits really, which approach. But again, that, that can be made very, very simple. But so to strip body fat, which yeah. is today's topic, yeah. <laughs> what would you say is a perfect breakfast, lunch and dinner for somebody that's a meat eater, breakfast, lunch and dinner for someone that's a vegetarian, but also on the other point of it, are we doing three meals a day or is it little and often? What, what are your suggestions with regards to nutrition? Again, it depends on the individual, but I'll give you direct answers yeah. if that's what you want. Um, so if for argument's sake we know exactly what your profile is, so we know you need to eat, for example, 2,000 calories, that gets you in a, in a deficit that we, we want, so we, we, that's, that's what we're targeting. We know your splits of proteins, fats and carbs, we know exactly what that okay. may be. We know within the day we need to get that in, so if, if that means that, say for example everyone says breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Do you agree with that? No. I've seen different reports. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Um, so no, if you're looking at purely the 
the science of thermogenics, so the science of calories in, calories in, no, it doesn't matter. You can just shift that throughout the day. Um, however, if someone's waking up in, in the morning and they go to the gym, they're feeling lightheaded, then yeah, breakfast is really important. You need to get some nutrients in there, build your blood sugar levels back up. And with some people train fasted, they're absolutely fine. So you've got to treat the individual. But ultimately, when it comes to stripping down body fat, you're still just going to make sure that that calorie deficit's achieved in the day. And you need to make sure that your balance of carbs and fats and proteins are balanced throughout the day, which is easy to do once you know the methods. Okay, perfect. So yeah. any other tips for people wanting to get fit for summer then? So we've covered the there's three stages. Don't try and do it all at once. Mm -hmm. Look very carefully at your diet. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you're bringing it under the deficit for your calories. What are your other tips then for stripping body fat? What have we missed? Anything? I think that the mo personally the most important is probably the mindset, isn't it? It's My, getting it, yeah. it's doing something you enjoy. I think I think the mindset is the number one thing, but also recognizing what your individual mindset is. So obviously Matt's spoken a lot there about the science behind a lot of stuff and I'm much more of a simple attitude because I don't have that knowledge level as much as Matt does. And I think the number one thing I would say to the masses is work out what you're willing to do to get into that body shape and where you want to get to. So it might be a really good first step is simply knowing what foods are good for you. So it might not be it might not necessarily worry about your exact calories to start with because if you're going from a diet of like you have mince pies and things over Christmas it will simply be changing that to having am I like the flagpole of what do not <laughs> do not eat let's write down everything she eats and, uh, give us a, an example of your yeah, diet yeah. for the week and we'll say this is not what not you do, do. Um, so the first step was simply be like okay changing that to eating you know eggs eating some chicken eating some you know really good vegetables all that kind of thing is the first step and then working out exactly how far you want to take so if you're someone who's into kind of really wanting to strip body fat for a goal in 90 days then you do need to start looking at your macros and what have you looking at calories so how do um, macros work because obviously i know that people that are doing serious weight training and training for competitions you see people counting macros but how do they work so they um and are they important on a 90-day plan yeah they are important but there's different ways to measure it so so you see all these people measuring that you know weighing it out measuring it all and so on but you can use for example, you can use your hand, you can say that you know you can use that for your carbohydrate, you can use the palm of your hand for your proteins and your fats, you, you know, you can measure it out like that. Mm -hmm. But in terms of what they are, I guess to answer that question, they are macronutrients, your carbohydrates, your proteins and your fats. And you need a balance of those throughout the day. And then you have something called micronutrients, which are your vitamins and minerals. So that's what those two terms mean. So if people are trying to strip body fat, what kind of supplements and things like that do they need? Um, they don't need any supplements. Oh, okay. Um, but there are... It's a surprising answer. Yeah, it, but they do, in terms of like a fat loss hierarchy or a weight loss hierarchy, they'll probably sit around about eight or nine on the hierarchy. So they, they play a role, but they don't play a, a major role. Okay. Um, so once you've got everything else right, then supplements can really accelerate things. So yeah, in terms of the, I guess, more research-backed supplements, there's a lot of research to back the, the benefits of whey protein, for example, as a, as a protein source before and after training and even in the day. And you put that into a smoothie? Yes, yeah. put it into a smoothie. So you make either like or, or a fruit or a vegetable smoothie and you'd put something like whey powder in it? Yeah, you can. You don't have to, you can have just with water, but we do where it fits and we put them in smoothies because that's what appeals to a lot of our clients as well and also it helps them get other nutrients in at the same time. At what part of the day would you have a smoothie? Would you have it for breakfast or lunch? When would you recommend those kind of smoothies? Yeah, it's quite good to... Um, I know you have a smoothie bar, you see, so I yeah. know you, you have yeah. information on this. So we, have it, we, we offer them straight after training. However, there's a lot of evidence to suggest there's no, no real difference in the, 
the um, your ability to drop body fat or the response to training if you take away protein two hours before or two hours after. Is it, okay. it, it, there's no there used to be this twenty win twenty minute window of opportunity, but that's that's evolved a little bit. I was going to say, what so about men and women? Does it differ for people whether they're a man or a woman whether they should be eating before or after training? Because there's all these myths, isn't there? Yeah, sure. The, well, there's something again delving slightly into the science. So there's something called MPS, muscle muscle protein synthesis, that you have okay. to achieve after training. Now to maximise that, you need to make sure that you're hitting your protein values for the day, um, and you have um, you have adequate amounts of protein two hours before and two hours after training. Now that that um, the amount of protein is different for males and females purely because of their weight. So uh, depending on how heavy you are, determines how many proteins you should have in the day. So. Um, so I guess it's not, not necessarily a gender thing, it's more of a, a weight thing. Okay, brilliant. Yeah. It'd be really good to get a couple of different smoothie recipes if you've got any good ones yeah. off you guys and I'll put it onto a blog post on our site. Yeah. But no, that's brilliant. So 90 days, get yourself in the mindset, yeah. make sure you're looking at nutrition and speak to somebody about nutrition, making sure you're not doing the same for 90 days, but actually trying to exercise every day, would you say, within that time? Not necessarily every day. I think it's important to have rest periods, for sure. Okay, how um, many we, rest periods in a week would you re recommend? We would probably recommend to our clients who are kind of the Joe public, um, two rest days a week would be a good amount to rest. Um, it totally depends on how seriously you're And does that matter it, whether it's like two days on, one day off, or you could do like Monday to Friday every day and then have a full weekend off? What would you recommend? Um, probably a sensible way probably would be the two days on, one yeah. day off. Some people split in different ways. Two day on, one day off, one day on, one day off, two days on. That's quite a so good So try and pattern. break it up and make sure Ideally. that your muscles have got time to repair during those times. Ideally, yes, but again, it's a case of looking at you as an individual and working out your, like life has to go on. You can't, you can't drop everything to do this. Like that's what people need to realise. Especially for the clients we work with, it's normal life. So they need to if they can only exercise. If you don't balance, in you give week, it up, don't you? Because you're exactly. like something's oh, exactly. got to give. And like yeah. Matt said, we're about the long term. You know, you can do these quick diets, quick fixes, and they all work to a point, but you never then keep it going for a long time. What period. about the myths of like leg day? So obviously if you were to just do hit five times a week and any other classes <coughs> that you guys might recommend. But then are you doing legs one day, arms another, full body another? What is the best thing within these 90 days to go, okay, am I doing arms? Or is it just generally everything? What do you think? If you're new to exercise, you can pretty much do anything. It's like a honeymoon period. So if you're really new to it, you can do pretty much anything and you'll get in really good shape. If, you, if you've been training for six months or more though, there is, a, there is a, the, um, relevance in training legs train chest, train back, it is relevant. Um, so we just concentrate on one area per day? If you want to really shape up a certain area, you can. But again, it comes back to... If you've got specific goals exactly. or whether yeah, you just exactly, want to strip yeah. back completely. It's hard to be generic because obviously everyone is different. But yeah, I mean, it's great to focus on those. And I think for me, again, keep it really simple, is if you train legs one day, that means that you can go really hard on the legs in terms of how hard you want to push it. And then the next day, you know you don't have to do legs. So it's quite a nice feeling thinking, okay, I've got a couple of days off now. Have you got any tips for recovery? Um, hot, cold showers. They're always pretty cold. good. Cold? Hot, yeah, yeah, mix between hot and cold. A hot and cold shower. So what, blast yourself with the hot, exactly. blast yeah, yourself yeah, with the yeah. cold. That's yeah. quite a good good way. Just to, it helps it's a bit with... mean, that. Yeah, it, <laughs> is, it is mean. Um, but I, it helps with recovery when you're achy. Because sometimes you can do a hit class, I know myself, and then the next day you'll be like, yeah. I can't even get stairs. I can't get in the car. I need to like try and get yeah. lynched in. And it can put people off that. Like we, we're really conscious of it because obviously if you've never done exercise or new to it or coming back to it, the first couple of sessions can make you not be able to walk properly for like three or four yeah. days. And you don't want that for some people. So hot and cold showers. Any other tips for recovery? 
Um, you, you need to feed that recovery. I said the muscles need the nutrients to be able to repair, so hydrate, eat correctly. Um, and How much recover. water would you suggest drinking for people that are training to strip body fat? Um, water's important. Do you know, there's different theories. If, um, not to be too crude, but if it's clear, you're probably doing okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, general rules around about two litres, but then if you've got a, we've got a chap in the gym, six, six foot seven, 150 kilos, he's, he's going to need a lot more water more. than I yeah. do. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, um, and more, even more when you're exercising as well, so it's, it's, you're dehydrating. I drink loads of water if I do actually yeah. exercise. <laughs> and if you have <laughs> things like good. caffeine and alcohol, they're dehydrating. So. And they're taken away, and then you need to put exactly. more in. Thank you very much for joining us today and teaching us about how to strip down body fat. Hopefully you at home may have been inspired. I do need to get myself in the gym, so uh, check back with me in the next couple of weeks and see if I've actually done anything about it. You can actually hold me to account for it. So if you head over to our website, www.mediasoundwave.co.uk, you'll find some more information about these guys on the Meet the Experts section of the website. Hopefully, as I said, we've inspired you to do something about your health if you're as unhealthy as me. See you all again soon here on Media Soundwave.